السلام عليك يا أبا عبد الله السلام عليك يا ابن رسول الله السلام عليك يا خيرة الله وابن خيرته السلام عليك يا ابن أمير المؤمنين وابن سيد الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and welcome to episode number 22 of Reflections on Ziyarat Ashura brought to you by Mizan Institute. فَأَسْأَلُوا الَّذِي أَكْرَمَنِي بِمَعْرِفَتِكُمْ وَمَعْرِفَةِ أَوْلِيَائِكُمْ وَرَزَقَنِي الْبَرَاءَةَ مِنْ أَعْدَائِكُمْ أَنْ يَجْعَلَنِي مَعَكُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَأَنْ يُثَبِّتَ لِي عِنْدَكُمْ قَدَمَ صِدْقٍ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَأَنْ يَرْزُقَنِي طَلَبَ ثَارِكُمْ مَعَ إِمَامٍ هُدَانَ ظَاهِرٍ نَاطِقٍ بِالْحَقِّ مِنْكُمْ In our previous episode, we discussed how we have the wilaya of the Ahlul Bayt and we have the bara'a against their enemies. Here in this part of the ziyara, it says, فَأَسْأَلُ اللَّهِ So I ask Allah. Which is basically saying, okay, now that I have your wilaya, now that I have bara'a of your enemies, it's as if I can make this dua, I can ask Allah for more things. In other words, it seems like the fact that I have that wilaya allows me to ask for more from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what are we asking for here? We're asking for a few things. But once again, we say the Allah, the God who akramani bima'rifatakum, honored me with ma'rifah of you, understanding who you are. And what better way to understand the Imams than seeing them as our awliya, seeing them as the ones who have wilaya over us. So Allah has blessed me with ma'rifah of you and ma'rifah of your awliya, those who have your wilaya. So I ask Allah, the one who gave me this honor and also blessed me with my disassociation, my hate towards your enemies, these are the du'as I have now. I do want to say that this is kind of repeating what we had previously and have, have done du'a for previously in the ziyara, but with different wording. Which means that, O oh Allah, place me with Imam Hussein, and yaj'alani ma'akum. I ask Allah to put me next to you and to be with you in the dunya and in the akhirah. Now to be with someone can sometimes mean to uh, can sometimes mean to physically be next to them. And of course this is not what we're necessarily asking for. I mean it would be great to be next to Imam Hussein salam physically even. But you know brothers and sisters, just being physically next to one of these awliyaullah doesn't cut it sometimes. What do I mean? There were people who lived during the Prophet's time. They saw the Prophet. They sat with him. They sat next to him. But didn't really understand the magnitude of this person, the rank and the loftiness of this individual. Physically being with someone doesn't always mean that you're getting the most out of that relationship. But rather here, what is meant by being with them means spiritually being with them, understanding you, O Imam Hussein. I want I'm asking Allah that I may understand you for what for who you really are. Number one. Number two, 
being next to you meaning being the a good a good follower of you if anyone asks i want to see what a follower of imam hussein looks like they can point to me that is really being with you in this dunya and of course in the akhirah being with you in heaven inshallah ta'ala so in this dunya being with imam hussein imam hussein might be buried thousands of miles away right but you're with imam hussein why because you're following his, his example you are pushing for his cause and so on and so forth and some might be right next to imam hussein when he's living or even after his death yes but they're not living up to what he expects of them and so they're not with him in this dunya in that sense and in the akhirah as i said to be with them in jannah we ask allah for that that is really something to ask for to be with them and also to I am I'm asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make steadfast for me my step, a truthful step that I have with you in the dunya and akhirah. Let me explain this a little bit. This isn't too different than us asking to be with the Imam. So I would say these two du'as that we're making are actually kind of one thing, just a rewording of it really. You're asking to be with the Imam in the dunya and the akhirah. And you're asking that Allah gives you, makes firm for you a truthful step that you have with Him in this dunya and in the akhirah. What does that mean? When I, you look at the commentaries on Ziyarat Ashura, the best explanation I could find was for this uh, particular sentence is that, okay, when you are in a rank, when you are in a position, usually you are standing there. What are you using when you're standing somewhere? You're using your feet, all right? So a step that you have where you're standing is where you are stepping with your foot. So when you say that, Oh Allah, grant me a truthful step, it means allow me to where I'm standing, whatever position I have, which is next to Imam Hussein, inshallah, that that is a truthful one, that I deserve to be in that position. It's not a false one. It's not a made up one. It's not me forcing myself there. No, it's one that I deserve to have. This step that I'm ha that I have, this where I'm standing, this position that I am occupying, which is inshallah next to Imam Hussein, is one that is of truth, not one that is made up, not one that is false. I want you to make me steadfast in that position, that truthful position next to Imam Hussein that I have in this world and in the next. So as you can see, if we explain this line in this way, it is very very similar to. The one that says, Make me be with you. So make me be with you and make me to have a position that I deserve next to you in this dunya and in the akhirah. And it's a steadfast one. It's not one that I lose. Not one that uh, is temporary, but rather is persisting. Another dua that I have. I am asking that Allah grants me the praiseworthy rank. Now, there's a lot to say here. Um, I'm going to try to keep it as concise as possible. In Surah Isra, verse 79, we have the same term being used. So the same maqaman mahmuda that we have in Isra 79, they say is the same one that we have here. Okay, so what's that verse talking about? 
the verse, it says, uh, it's telling the Holy Prophet وآله, it says to stay up um, a portion of the night and to pray, and to pray nafilatan, and to pray extra. And this is for you, O Prophet. Why are we telling you to do this? Why? So that Allah can raise you to a maqaman mahmud, a praiseworthy rank. In other words, to be able to achieve that praiseworthy rank, the only way is through the nighttime for the Holy Prophet And to perform ibadat in that time of night, extra ibadat. Alright, so for this praiseworthy rank, you need to have this ibadah in the middle of the night. But the question will be, what is this praiseworthy rank? And so here we will have hadiths and we will have our scholars have explained that this maqam al-maqam al-mahmud is a shafa'atul kubra. It is that grand, greatest shafa'a that anyone can can benefit from. The shafa'a that the Holy Prophet has on the Day of Judgment. They say that the greatest shafa'a, the greatest intercession will be that of the Holy Prophet More people will make it through the Prophet than anything else according to this. This Shafa'atul Kubra that the Prophet has is what a lot of people are going to like. It is something that everyone looks forward to. It is a, it is Al-Maqam Al-Mahmud in, in that sense. That everyone praises. Everyone's like, wow, that is, the, that is as good as it gets. The fact that you can take most of the people, more people than anyone else, you can take with you to Jannah. Think about it, brothers and sisters. You know, uh, just to get an idea of how this feels, if you notice a lot of these athletes and uh, like superstars and, and celebrities and whatnot, they enjoy giving to people, you know. Now, there might be some of them that don't enjoy it, but most of the time what you notice is they do charity work, they do work, they give back to the community, so to speak, and all that. Well, what's for sure is that this makes gives them a good feeling in addition to whatever benefit it has for the people, it gives them a good feeling too. And a lot of the other people look up to them for that. It's a praiseworthy thing. So that's just in this life. Think about it. On the Day of Judgment, the Prophet takes more people with him to Jannah than anyone else can. This shafa'a, this grand shafa'a, it's not just I gave someone $100, $1,000, $10,000. It's I gave them Jannah. That's infinity. That is eternity. What more... Is there anything higher than that? No. And then someone can just easily do that for people, give them or cause them to, through their intercession, make it to Jannah. The Holy Prophet has this rank. Because it's such a high rank, everyone is looks at it in a praiseworthy way. They, they praise this rank. And so it makes it Al-Maqam Al-Mahmud. So now here, in the Ziyarah as well, we're saying, we're asking, we're asking Allah to Take us to that rank of Al-Maqam Al-Mahmud, that praiseworthy rank. Yes. And so the question will be, is does this mean that we are also attaining this Maqam Al-Maqam Al-Mahmud so that we can intercede for others? Or is it, no, oh Allah, make me reach that point where I can benefit from that praiseworthy rank that the Prophet has. Whichever of these two opinions you have, at the end of the day, it just shows that we are asking for something very great. Personally, I'm more inclined towards the second opinion that says that, Oh Allah, 
I want you to make me reach that Maqam al-Mahmud. As a result of the tragedy that I had, as a result of the grief and sorrow that I had for Imam Hussain the Holy Prophet loves me so much that I am able to benefit from his shafa'ah. I am made subject to his grand intercession. And so as a result, I have been taken to that point of Maqam al-Mahmud. Maqaman Mahmuda, that the Prophet takes my hand and takes me to Jannah as a result of it. But there is room to also say that, hey, you know, some people might even, as a result of their connection to Imam Hussein, they might even have, at a lower level, of course, but a little bit of that shafa'ah that they can do for others. That's not far fetched either, brothers and sisters. If a person lives a righteous life and in accordance with the teachings of the Ahlul Bayt, I can't see a reason why they can't have shafa'ah for others. We have we have this in our ahadith that even sometimes scholars and others even will have some form of shafa'ah and intercession. And so as a result, that amount of intercession they can do will deserve that amount of praiseworthiness. Yeah. And so in a sense it can also be seen as a maqam and mahmuda. So all in all, to you know, just to in a to summarize what I said. Either you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take you to a point where you can intercede for others or you're asking Allah because of your sorrow and grief for Imam Hussein that the Holy Prophet is happy with you now and so Allah takes you to that point where the Prophet can take your hand and do shafa'a and intercession for you and take you to Jannah. Whichever of these two it is, it is something great to ask Allah for. The next thing on the list, we already asked for this once, but it's being repeated again here. That I ask you, O oh Allah, to give me the opportunity to avenge the blood and death of Imam Hussain But here there's a little addition to the dua. It says, Ma'a imamin hudan zahirin natiqin bil minkum. Previously, when we asked Allah to uh, grant us the opportunity to avenge the death of Imam Hussain, we said Ma Imamin Mansur. And so that's something I talked about previously. Here it says Ma Imamin Hudan. Now some versions of the Ziyara say Ma Imamin Mahdiyan. Whichever you take, um, they're both speaking about the twelfth Imam. Imamin Mahdi, of course, is Al Imam al Mahdi, salam, the guided Imam. Uh, that's his title. Or if you say Ma Imamin Hudan, those of you who are familiar with Arabic grammar, this is as Minbab Zaydun Adlun, they say that sometimes you use an infinitive to describe someone. Sometimes you say um, someone is generous. Sometimes you say someone is generosity itself. Like this person is generosity incarnate. You know, it just it just exaggerates um, and really illustrates how much generosity this person is. That you call them generosity itself. You, you call them courage itself. You call them justice itself. Here also, if you read it, Ma'a imamin hudan, it means with the imam that is guidance. Which means what? Which means that he is guidance itself. All of guidance can be found there. So it doesn't, make, it doesn't matter if you say Ma'a imamin hudan or you say Ma'a imamin mahdi. Both are referring to the same individual and both have to do with guidance. This Imam who is the Zahir, 
Now, there might be different, different opinions on this Zahir. But one thing that stands out for me personally um, is that this has to do with the Dhuhur of the Imam. And it's referring to how when the Imam returns after his Dhuhur and him being Zahir is when the, aven the vengeance um, will take place. And so I want to be part of that. When the Imam, after, after he accomplishes the Dhuhur, and Allah blesses the world with his, with his dhuhur, making him zahir, I want, and he wants to avenge the death of Imam Hussein. I want to be part of that. And not only when he's zahir, natiqin bil minkum, the one who returns and whatever he speaks, natiq means he's speaking, speaks whatever he speaks is going to be truth. So the Imam that is that is guidance itself, who is zahir, who speaks truth from you, minkum, from you, Ahlul Bayt, alayhi wasalam. I want to be with him and I want to be I want to be alongside him when he avenges the death of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. This natiqin bil haqqi minkum some might believe that it means that only haqq comes out of his mouth and he won't even do taqiyya anymore. Because previous imams sometimes they would say they would tell their companions certain things that were out of taqiyya and might not have even been part of the madhab, but the imam had no choice but to hide the truth so that the companions, their lives are protected and they are spared. And so they would practice taqiyya. But this imam, when he returns, when he returns, inshallah, there is no taqiyya anymore. He doesn't have to worry about anything. So only haq is going to come from him. Haq in the sense of not being taqiyya, or else we believe that even if the imams did taqiyya, that was the haq of their time. The circumstances dictated that they practice taqiyya. So taqiyya is haq for them, of course. So what is meant here is that no, no taqiyya even. This, this is also one of the opinions in regards to natiqin bil haqqi minkum. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be part of all of this. Even if we have passed away before the dhuhur of the imam, that we are brought back in the raj'ah so we can be part of this as well, inshaAllah ta'ala. والحمد لله رب العالمين والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. وعلى علي بن وعلى أولاد وعلى أصحاب الحسن.